This is Clayton Howe's Entertainment X. We're back. I'm Clayton Howe, and today with me on the phone is Andrew Gorin. Andrew, great to be chatting with you again. Good to speak with you again as well. Last time, it must have been a year ago, our last conversation happened. And I do remember the last time we spoke, uh, we were we were talking about passions. And was yours, you were mentioning pinball machines. Do you remember that? Yes, I yes I was uh, talking about pinball machines. <laughs> <laughs> I want to start with it because I'm curious. Have you had any time to tinker with them during this, I, you know, craziness? You know, so... Um, Going into this, I just had a feeling you were going to ask about that. <laughs> <laughs> and and um, at home, our little home office is right next to all the pinball machines, so I'm looking at them all right now, and I and I have um, been finding time to tinker with them, play them more. Um, you know, everything's going digital. Pinball competitions are going digital, so I've even done a little bit of competing in pinball competitions digitally, oh. and it's it's been a lot of fun to, and keeping me busy during... Uh, this time of quarantine. Well, that's great. <laughs> I still have yet to see them, right? But uh, yeah. I want to jump in. I want to jump in here with Harmony Helper, and what? So we could start with how it's affected you, and then we'll get into a little deeper conversation of the theater-going experience during this pandemic. But how yeah. has Harmony Helper been holding up during this time? You know, it's it's been holding up well. Um, you know, we we launched just at the beginning of November or so a couple months ago and it's crazy to think how much the world has changed yeah. in just a few months since the last time we talked which I think was less than a year ago and it's absolutely um, insane and and uh, you know what there are not a whole lot of rehearsals there aren't a whole lot of performances going on right now what we've been able to do is adapt and change technology to fit the needs of people who are still performing uh, digitally or who still want to learn a piece of music. Um, a great example of this is uh, Camp Broadway and the Roger Reese Awards. The Roger Reese Awards, which is the New York High School Musical Theater Awards, were for forced to cancel their in-person celebration. And they moved it to a digital celebration of, of New York High School Musical Theater. And they created a two-hour-long video to premiere, and they still wanted to have their group numbers. But the difficulty there is it's really hard to learn music in real time over Zoom or other video conferencing platforms because of latency and a ton of other issues. So what we did was we worked with the Roger Reese Awards. We preloaded in their music for them. The kids just had to open up the app. Their music was right there. They were able to learn their music independently, submit their videos, and still have a successful digital performance and that's what we've been trying to do um, work with other virtual camps virtual choirs to take our technology and assist them in whatever way we can that's fantastic has it been how you've been holding up all right with it have you been have you been finding um difficulty in this time or has this gotten your creative juices exploding <laughs> you know a bit of both it is a bit of both uh, at first when met with change it takes a moment to pivot but at this yeah. point we've accepted the reality and and we're jumping in to get as creative as possible and help as many people as possible and in the, in the next um few weeks we'll be launching our harmony helper for groups portal which we believe will help more people as schools go digital and other programs go digital where music directors can upload their music and and share it with uh their members and and you know we've been trying to get as 
creative as possible and take the tool that we've built and and bring it to as many people as possible. Well, you know, with that being said, where where do you think where do you think this is headed in terms of you know again it's like a combination of spitballing here and you know just basic logistics on what theater has to be given the uh, you know pandemic. But also, what do you what do you feel is going to happen for the future of Harmony Helper? I would I would imagine it's going to be used even more so because people are going to have to rehearse independently or a little bit more separate. That's 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 our hope and that's our thinking is that yeah. you know people can only stay away from creating art for so long and people are going to find a way. I think everyone is still in shock and is still trying to to make use of the tools that they have but but people are forced to innovate forced to change and 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 we're going to be there to support them in whatever way we can and and work with people truly on an individual level to figure out what we can do to help them yeah i mean what do you what's your what's your view here now specifically talking about um hamilton popping up on disney plus that's it's not a new thing to film theatrical experiences because PBS has been doing it for a hot minute, right? But what do you what do you feel might be the difference or change there with with viewing you know musicals on TVs? Well, I think specifically to Hamilton, there's a few things. Hamilton was already a wildly successful show that uh, it was a lot of people who may not have been or, or classified themselves as theater people started to become a fan of and and there was there were not enough tickets to meet all the demand for Hamilton so I think bringing it digitally um, was a great way to to introduce digital theater to the mass market but I think on top of that it's a similar thing to what we were talking about with Harmony Helper it, um, when people didn't necessarily have the need or, or know about it, they continued making use of the tools that they already were familiar with. But at a time of where there is no live theater, people are forced to find new solutions. And there's Hamilton, there's Broadway HD, there's Broadway on demand there to, to help fill the gap. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder though, is it gonna, I mean, all of the, I don't know how to say it because a lot of the, you know, theatrical, performances that are recorded well of the recent shows are all you know in the library at Lincoln Center <laughs> yeah and they're yeah. not they're not letting those go no. um, so that's gonna you know that'll take I mean I would imagine it would take a number of months before we actually get anything else that's current into this similar yeah. position yep that's it's it's definitely it's definitely difficult and you know I I do think though that shows are going to need to figure out a way to to get creative and reach new people because i i don't think we're going to be back in person together unfortunately or unless or at least have the theater experience um the the typical theater experience of the past anytime soon in all honesty and 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 i think that the digital theater going experience hamilton of course is the biggest mainstream one uh, on Disney Plus was great, but we're also starting to see a lot of regional theaters or even community theaters figure out ways to stream their performances. And when the world does go back to normal, I think we'll see less of that. But at the same time, I still think that we're going to continue to see digital offerings from now on because I think people have realized the opportunity that it provides to give theater to people who may not otherwise have the means to experience it for a plethora of reasons yeah 
Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see because you're right. It will go back to normal, but you know, and for it everyone will. everyone else, you know, for benchmark here, it's July 29th, 2020. Yes. We're having this conversation, yeah. <laughs> so just so people know when it comes out. But you know, back to back to Harmony Helper. That is not a device that affects an audience really at all. Besides the fact that the cast is learning their 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 harmonies that's really that's really a product that's deeply integrated in the community of theater to all performers alike which is yes. a massive market you know but like for instance you've created a product that a, a civilian wouldn't really uh know is out there other than seeing a finished product on a stage and i think it's really interesting that your product while thought of well before this <laughs> this pandemic is a crucial, crucial step and part of the creative process for theater. And I wonder, is I guess now I'm getting to a question, are there other are there other thoughts that you've had in terms of, you know, if you're developing other projects, we don't have to talk about it, but I'm curious, have you been thinking about the process in which people audition or the process in which shows are generally rehearsed on top of, you know, harmony helping? I'm just yes. curious. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the the name Harmony Helper and the idea for Harmony Helper came out from a moment in time that I had my journey as a singer and performer of, oh, no, I can't harmonize and I need help. But it's really grown from a tool that teaches people how to learn their harmony for a specific song to a digital rehearsal room. Um, you can take a solo song and load it in without a problem and learn it, get real-time feedback, mute the accompaniment, turn up the accompaniment, turn on the metronome, uh, mess with the other parts. And and uh, Rob McClure, our artistic advisor, has gotten multiple tweets and messages about people who have had to do um, video auditions and they didn't have a track to the song or an accompanist or the audition didn't provide um, a, a backing track and they were able to take the music that they were provided, load it into the app, use the app to learn their audition cut, as well as use it for accompaniment for their video audition. So we're already seeing it used in ways of just people wanting to learn music, harmony or not. Yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, it's quite a device, uh, quite an application Thank you. for... Thank you. Um, the theater experience of rehearsing, you know, um, Thank you. what, yeah, what are your views? What are your views on the general process of just putting shows up at this point? D d have you thought about it? Do you have any, any, any thoughts or insights to that in terms of, you know, basic auditioning to rehearsing what that, what do you think that'll even look like? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I still oh, think we're, right. I, I, <laughs> I mean, I mean the, the, once again, given, you know, July, what's the day? July 29th, yeah. 2020, you know, I still think things are going to be digital for a while. And I think the yeah. process of auditioning is going to change or you're going to see socially distant cabarets, things that involve a minimal number of people and ways people can be socially dis distant. I think we're going to see um, more video auditions, more Zoom meetings, more edited videos of yeah. what the Roger Reese Awards did, where people come together, submit their different parts, and then create a virtual choir or a virtual performance. Maybe more straight plays over over Zoom. We saw some of that happening, which was absolutely fantastic. But I, I think it's going to be digital for a while because I just can't see, at least, you know, if you told me in like two weeks the theaters were going to reopen and, and 
and you know we were gonna see get to see mrs doubtfire i just couldn't see it happening so i think it's a really tough time and people are forced to innovate but i think the digital solution is the way to go and we're constantly seeing it innovate and change every day yeah well it's it's interesting because theater as a whole for entertainment is one of the more um i the only word that comes to mind is archaic <laughs> but slower yeah. moving in terms mm-hmm. of adaptation for the now and i think right. this i think the pandemic has really jump started that cuz i mean i've just been <clears throat> i've been having the thought what would it be like to have you know all of your auditions figured out in terms of an app where you don't have to wait in line you get a number you can come back and there's like live updates. And these are certain things that I know Disney touches on. And there's been a few of these apps created for auditioning. But yep. at the end of the day, casting directors in general want to hold the headshot and resume and yep. shift them across the table and what have you. Not all of them, but yeah. some of them. And yep. now more than ever, you, <laughs> you just can't do that. No, so it's you like you, you have to almost get over it and adapt quickly. Yeah. You're forced to you're forced to innovate and change. You really are, and and that's and that's where um, most that's how things change. Usually, there is a need. You are forced to innovate. That's how evolution happens. There is a you are forced to change, and that's how things end up innovating out of out of a need, not just because someone randomly thought of it. But there's no need. There's a need, and that's how innovation, I think, is typically sparked. Yeah. When would you, and I'll answer this question first, because I'm not just putting you out there. When would you go back to see a show? Would it, would there have to be a vaccination? Socially distant? I, th- I haven't thought about this myself. And I'm thinking it's somewhere between extreme social distance <laughs> and an actual vaccination. Yeah, I, I you think know? It's, a com- it's, a, it's a combination of the two. And I, I absolutely agree. I will say, disclaimer here, um, my dad is a doctor. He he has been in charge of coming up with the COVID nineteen protocols for multiple um, essential businesses. Come on, and <laughs> and 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 uh, so I'm very much it, you know he's very involved in the in the day-to-day of what's going on with COVID-19 so I hear a lot of the reality of where we are so I will say you know for me I think it's it's going to take a little bit of time to you know a vaccine socially distant it's going to take time and just hearing from him where we truly are and how long he thinks it'll be till the world goes back to normal I will say my my outlook is probably a bit covered by or colored by what I hear from him on a day to day basis as a disclaimer. <laughs> yeah. No, of course, of course. What what are you I mean, if you're willing to add a little bit additionally, what are you what are you hearing? Or what is it yeah. what is it looking like? I mean it's gonna take time. It's gonna take time. I mean, you know it takes everyone it's either gonna take everyone doing their part, wearing a mask, staying socially distant, which we see not everyone is doing, or we're truly going to need a vaccine. And the thing with the vaccine is that it's going to take a, even though it may be ready by November, it's going to take a while to truly be effective if it, because, you know, November doesn't mean we're going to have the entire population vaccinated. It's going to take time. We're going to need to see if it actually works where there are people who may not want to get a vaccine. Um, It's really going to take time for it to be effective. So, you know, it's not like the vaccine is here and everyone takes it and the pandemic is cured, you know? Yeah. 
No, because I, I had read an article, goodness gracious, that's about as far as I'm going to go with it. I don't remember actually where <laughs> I read it, but it was, you know, it was showing the timeline of a vaccination, you know, traditionally will take right. a number of years. And, you know, there's the phase one, phase two, factory building, phase three. There's a whole, you know, process that they're smushing into a matter of months. Yes. And, yeah. And, and, and all to get to the vaccine. But now we get to the vaccine and they're still like, OK, now it needs to be made. Everyone needs to get it and it needs to work. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's so it's that, craziness. Yeah. And, uh, you know, for me, I've been finding ways to digitally and other ways here to remain sort of quarantined and, and stay healthy. I'm in wait. And luckily I've been fortunate enough to be able to, to continue working on Harmony Helper, continuing to play pinball and do other things to, to keep myself busy until we do see this new world. Yeah. Yeah. So on that, on that vein, have you, what I should say? What have you been? What have you been finding as new entertainment options or just general education for yourself in terms of quarantine? Any good books? Any good documentaries? Any good activities? So, D- Disney Plus has been great. <laughs> Disney Plus released yeah. at a great time because I, I, I'm sure you remember how big of a Disney fan uh, I am. Oh yeah. And I will say, Imagineering story. All of the um, documentaries that Disney Plus has been rolling out has been absolutely fantastic to be able to um, to really, you know, dive deeper into the history of the Disney company and who Walt was. Seeing like the wonderful World of Disney specials now um, saved on Disney Plus has been absolutely fantastic. And it's funny; it's it's great to be able to watch those with my dad because my dad was able to watch those as a kid. So it was on TV. So it was, it's been really great to be able to to go back and revisit content that I wouldn't have otherwise have watched that my dad watched in theaters or on live TV as he was a young child. So, you know, that's been great. Um, another interesting thing, which has been a really cool piece of technology that I've known about for a while, but I've truly been getting involved in is virtual reality believe it or not, has been absolutely fantastic in a way of staying connected and maintaining a human connection in a time of socially distancing. One, we're seeing people actually create uh, virtual reality theater-going experiences, which is really, really cool. Successfully. Yeah, I mean, we're starting to see it to an extent. Um, And then the other cool thing there is virtual reality. There's technology now where you can play games or have a hangout in VR with other people in real time of like, you know, I move my hand up or I move my head one way. The other person sort of sees that in a digital format and you're able to have full conversations and full interactions or play a game of disc golf in virtual reality. So that's been another really cool piece of technology as the tech nerd that I am that I've been able to sort of keep myself busy with and stay connected to the world. What, uh, you know, without name dropping on products, I'm curious, what are you using? What is, what is your virtual reality experience? What company is that? It's, uh, it's, I have a Windows laptop and a, it's a Samsung Odyssey. It's a, it's a couple year old headset that, uh, that, that I've been using and it's been, it's been great. Um, and I've had it for a while, but, but I have found myself using it a ton more, um, and just, seeing all this digital content that is out there from games or videos of sort of just being able to 
transform into a different place. It's crazy. Once you're in the headset and, you know, you sort of forget that you're in a headset and coming out of the headset is a really weird experience. And it's really cool to be able to connect with with friends and people and virtual reality and play games and have human interaction. I mean, nothing will ever replace human interaction, don't get me wrong, but it's a no. nice second um, during this time. It definitely is. It definitely is. This is a this is a really interesting conversation. I'm glad we're getting to chat uh, because yeah. it's going to be you know if you and I were to have another conversation in four months, <laughs> and oh, see it's going to be so different. different. It, really, it really. I think it will. Yeah. You know, because this and I've been having this conversation with a number of producers though, just on human interaction in the theater, and yeah. what does you know putting these filmed performances on on TV look like? You know, does that affect the national tour circuit? You know, does that affect yeah. the people who can't get to Broadway? It's yeah. it's very interesting to see what that'll look like. Well, and general. here here's something that's really cool that I've noticed that I actually think is fantastic is that a lot of education programs have gone digital, and that is great because now you're providing access to some really great education conservatory and programs that a lot of people would love to attend but they can't for one reason or another you know it's a new york program and you're all the way out in wisconsin well now you're able to log on to your computer and and learn from these amazing people and i think we will continue to see digital education offerings um because digital education is forced to get better every day and it's it it does remove a lot of barriers technology removes barriers and and i think that everyone will be rushing back to the theater rushing back to the in-person programs once it's safe to do so but i think well people will have learned also what technology can do and we'll still see a bit of that because there definitely are some positives to the digital platforms we're seeing created today out of need yeah it's well said it's really well said because i mean in reality you can almost become more productive <laughs> in a way, yes. if you have, you know, your job and your school all at the same seat, you know, you're not commuting. You don't have to go eat lunch somewhere. It's all like you can. When, the, when people started working from home, I had multiple <laughs> friends and people say, wow, a bunch of a bunch of really large companies are truly realizing how much more productive working from home can be rather than forcing people to come into the office every day. And morale uh, is up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know my brother, yep. he doesn't commute into the city. I mean, he lives up in Connecticut and usually would commute into the city for his job, but he's been working from his living room. And it's, you yeah. know, it's crazy the amount just, and we're talking like things that add up, you know, the price of commute just to take uh, Metro North. And then, you know, your general temptations of coffee and lunch and yep. it's just everything's getting done quicker and then you're subtracting hours from your day of commuting yes yeah subtracting hours from your day and able to get things done a lot quicker it's kind of it's insane and i'm really interested to see what it's going to look like for theater live theater musical theater you know i, I know i'm sure you and i don't even have to talk about how it's it doesn't seem very economically feasible to have people three seats a apart in a New York City Broadway house. <laughs> and and here's here's what we've learned. What, and here's what we've learned. What we've learned. Well, yeah. I mean, it's already hard enough for a, a Broadway show to recoup its investment when they fill the house, right. right? So so one can only imagine. But the thing that we've learned from baseball is, yeah, you can play like the most socially distant sport, but there's always going to be a pinch point. You know, there's oh, always yeah. going to be a pinch point. 
and someone's going to be at risk and it comes right now doing things that aren't that you know doing things that are outside of quarantine comes at a risk and a price literally and metaphorically and the question is is it worth it and theaters are like you know you look at choir and, and theaters and unfortunately singing which you know spitting um yeah. uh, sweat you look at the audience, the, lots of theaters have been around for hundreds of years and were built to pack as many people in as possible in the tightest space as possible. It's, it's, it's really, really crazy and, and difficult. And I, I don't even know how, how um, Disney World has gotten away with being able to reopen. I know Disneyland hasn't, but, but it's people, I think, have come up with ideas to start to reopen the world, and I'm just not sure that we're ready for that. <laughs> yeah, I know. And that's the, that's the crazy part because, you know, in my mind, I would think a group of humans would come together in a time like this <laughs> yeah. and, you know, work together. And it seems like it's still dividing, you know, even with common sense though, it's like, you have to wear a mask. You have to socially, like that's, you know, you have to, you have to do that in order to yeah. stop a spread of anything. So, yep. I, you know, it's an interesting, it's an interesting time we're living in and I'm, I'm interested to see what, <laughs> what the future of entertainment looks like. I know Disney Plus is knocking it out of the park, though. Yes, they are. And actually, um, going back to my dad for a second, I know sure. that uh, he, I mean, he, he's been working with Disney Productions for their testing for their, for their movie studios and they're trying to figure it out how to get things started back up again. So people are still figuring it out every, every single day. Yeah. <laughs> of how to how to create you know i i know we're talking about theater but also think about movies and tv everything you know it's uh it's it's what we've learned from there not being any in-person theater mm. is how many people i mean we've known it but not the gen the general public has not how many people it, it takes to create a piece of theater or movie or TV show, um, Playbill.com recently released the Broadway Community Project, which is a big spiderweb chart of every single person it takes to put on a Broadway show. And it's hundreds of people, and it's it's insane, and even more people than I thought, and it definitely has allowed me to have a greater appreciation for the people, for, for, for the arts, and I think also it's allowing the general public to also have a deeper appreciation for the people who are connected to the arts. But when there's a lot of people, you know, that really goes against, you know, you need a lot of people to create art, but you also can't have them all together at the same time. So it's definitely a very difficult and tricky scenario. It really is. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, um, it, yeah, it really, it really is. I know it's almost mind boggling when you think about it hundreds of people that chart was insane and how many people have to connect with with different people it's, a, it's if you haven't seen it i highly encourage you to look it up it's 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 insane the amount of people who have their hands on a on a broadway production yeah i'm gonna have to put was that was that on playbill i think it was on playbill the broadway community Project. yeah i'll put that link in you guys can check it out um, cool yeah and that was the other thought i was having was Animation, just general animation might be one of the things that really can survive through this because that's that's one of the few, you know, visual entertainment things that you don't have to you don't have to physically connect with people. Absolutely. You know, creating a creating a film is, you know, animated film. That's a great point. I think I did read somewhere that 
Disney and Pixar are still creating their animated movies from home. Yeah, I, well, yeah, you really, you just need a computer. You and, do? And an occasional meetings. And that's another, actually, I know it sounds like we're selling a lot here. <laughs> but <laughs> Disney Plus, they have the Frozen 2, the making of Frozen 2. It's like a five-part series. It's yes. really good if you haven't seen it. I, I have not seen it yet. I It will be on my list to um, to check out. Yeah, it's quality. It's quality. Um, but I'll, I'll throw this link in. Andrew, as we wrap up here, is there anything else you want to add um, in general and really about anything before we uh, finish up this chat? You know, I think that the I, I've said it, I think, a bunch of times through this 30 minute conversation, but the pandemic yeah. is forcing people to come together when we can't come together in person and innovate, find solutions, find a problem, or we know the problem, find a solution. And I think that, that yes, things will absolutely come back to normal. I don't have a crystal ball. I wish I knew when, but I think there are going to be a lot of positives that come out of this pandemic. There'll be new innovations. We'll learn from some of the digital content that's been created and we'll continue to see that content be created so that, people from all over the world can have better access to the arts. And I think that from this, there will definitely be, the arts will be stronger and better when it comes roaring back. And I think the world will be too, even beyond the arts. The world will be better and stronger when it comes roaring back. Yeah, that's very true. It's very true. Well, thank you for taking this time to chat with me. I'm excited to see where Harmony Helper continues to go. And Thank you. Yeah, just see what the what the general face of all this looks like in another four months. Yep. Yes, I I will be watching, and I'm keeping my fingers crossed for for things that get better every day. Yeah. Well, thank you, Andrew. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Andrew Gorin. You've been listening to Entertainment X, the podcast. You can follow Entertainment X on Instagram at underscore Entertainment X underscore. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join Clay next week for another Curiosity Conversation on Entertainment X. Thank you for listening. 